Hey everybody, welcome to episode 18 of Did We Just Become Best Friends? Hell yeah. I'm Brandon. My name's Reese. And you know what? We're having a we're having fun. We're having fun showing each other movies. In in general, yes. Today I'm not having fun though. You're not having fun today? Nah, it's been it's just been one of those days. Just not like nothing bad has happened. It's just been just a boring boring day. Yeah, this happened every once in a while. Yeah. I did spend a significant amount of money today, though. Actually, that's not even true. In like the bad kind of way. No, in in a very well, both in a good way though. It wasn't like that's good. Wasn't like medical bills or my car or anything like that. I <laughs> I put a bunch of money on the dashing agent credit card for the first time, which you know is kind of exciting. You know, I'm putting my business into debt with no way to get myself out of it. Um, spend money to make money. That's what I'm saying, right? And it, it's like the fun thing about it is like I spent a lot of money today, but really it's just credit card debt, you know? Like what does that even mean? And it's not even in my name. It's in Dashing Agent. What even is that? You yeah, know? They can't trace that back to you. That's not a person. Basically, I just got a bunch of free film shit today. That's just free money, baby. Hell yeah. I didn't even use half of my credit card. Like why'd they give me so much such a big limit? Like what they really thought I was gonna be spending all that? What's your What's your limit on it? Four thou. Four thousand for a YouTube channel? <laughs> well, okay, all right. My business, Brandon, is a little bit more than just a YouTube channel. Oh, I'm sorry. There's some nuance to this, you know. I've got several streams of income theoretically, um, but actually, I have zero of them. So right. They're all, you have several that are bringing in zero dollars. Yes, precisely. Oh, no, no, gotcha. no, 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 no. I, that's not true at all, actually. I make oh. uh, $61 a month from the kind right. folks who support me on Patreon, that's, your girlfriend yes. being one of them. She does uh, kick you a few dollars every month. Yeah, it's great. You know, I've got, there's like eight or eight or nine, like every, they're all people I know, you know, people I'm close to or mm-hmm. people who support me. And, uh, I could use a few more of them. You know, I can't. I'm really excited for my first patron who I don't know. I think that'll be an exciting time. Oh yeah. What What do you think about that? Tell Tell me. So I've got some thoughts on like asking for money as an artist. Um, but I would I would love to hear your thoughts on them first. You know, I think it's uh, I think it's something you gotta do because you need money. You know, artists yeah. need money too. We need food. We gotta pay rent. Right. We got we got bills we gotta pay. All of these. We got things mouths we gotta feed. Mm-hmm. So you know, I I don't know. Patreon is weird because you go on and you check out. People will plug their Patreon and they'll have five to ten patrons and they're making sixty bucks a week and you're like, good for them. Yeah. And then there's like big YouTubers. Uh, I don't know if you know Brian David Gilbert. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Makes a lot of really good, really weird stuff. But at the end of his videos. He runs, like, not even all his patrons, just his top patrons. Oh, wow. And he has, like, it's got to be at least a thousand names rolling on screen. Right. And that's people playing higher than the lowest tier. So, like, he, they're probably paying, like, $10 or whatever. Yeah, and, I'm like, mathematically, this guy's making bare minimum $10,000 wow. a month. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. So, I, the only person I support on Patreon who I don't know personally mm-hmm. is Joel Haver. Because I love Joel Haver. I don't know if you've seen his YouTube videos. He like he makes short film, sketch comedy type things, but he also makes feature films. Like he's got seven or eight feature films just on his YouTube channel. Like mm-hmm. he's really cool. I like him a lot. So I, I 
give him two dollars a month on Patreon, which yeah. I think is a good like that's my lowest tier is two dollars. Like I could have put one dollar, but like two two like come you can do two. Like I feel like two is just a like month. a yeah exactly. So and I've been a patron of his for just just a few months now. Like I think after he hit. Or he was, like, just at a million subscribers or something. Mm-hmm. But to see... Because he does the same thing at the end of his videos. He lists all of his patrons, no matter how much they give. And it's been so wild to see the amount of names just continue to grow and grow and grow. Mm-hmm. And he makes about something like over $6,000 a month from his 2,000 patrons or something. Which is, like, really cool. And I'm glad that, like, you know, he just bought a van. Like, he's clearly doing all right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what was I say? Oh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. That That's cool. Like, it's nice because he doesn't put ads on his videos. Like, I, it makes mm-hmm. me really happy to see his his whole thing grow. But then it's funny because I, I also put all of my patrons in my videos, and it's really <laughs> funny to see that that those names never grow. It's just like the the, <laughs> the list of producers of every episode of Dashing Agent. It never <laughs> changes. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff, though. Oh, I had thoughts, though. Um, so I feel really weird about asking people to support me on Patreon or mm-hmm. like I did for a while. Cause like, I don't know the whole Kickstarter thing was such a big deal a few years ago. Not so much now it feels like, but especially amongst the indie film scene, everyone was launching a page, uh, a Kickstarter like mm-hmm. every, every week, just more fucking Kickstarters that like if people I knew that I felt like I had to give money to. And I always felt really weird about it. Cause it's like, you know, you're choosing to make, this short film that like everyone knows is not going to succeed. You know, it's just like, it's not likely that it's going to happen. So like, why not just not take all of your friends and and relatives money and like, just make it on your own or like, I don't know, find one person who wants to give you $500 and do that. It just like, it always felt so weird to me. But then again, like I've always been a person who's, who's just made whatever with Mm -hmm. the, the resources that I have. But then Patreon comes along, and I like it a little bit more because it's like I, I am asking people to support me on it, but the people that support me on it are doing it because they want to. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, they don't feel like, ugh, like Reese is trying to make a movie. Like they know I'm going to keep making movies, and so they just like give me a few dollars a month. And like, I don't know. For, to me, it, like I try to convince myself that it's not so shitty. Yeah, I agree. I don't think uh, any creator having a Patreon is a big deal. Especially as long as they're not, like, blocking you from seeing the majority of their content. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, yeah, like, I hate when people are like, oh, if you want to see the full version of this video, like, go to pay. Come on. Like, just mm-hmm. show me the full version and put, like, behind the scenes on the Patreon or something. Like, ugh, I don't know. That That is annoying. Because my whole thing is I try to make a a, a little Mr. Finch video, like a, a video about my dog um, every month which they're like two or three minutes long. Like I, I work on them for a day mm-hmm. and like, I try to do something, but ultimately I just feel like, yeah, like it's, I'm not trying to sell anything from it. Like the, the videos that I make are what I'm selling. And so if somebody wants to support me, like, I don't feel like I owe them a bunch of content. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's just not why I'm doing it, I guess. So yeah, I get you, but maybe that makes me an asshole also. I don't know. I don't think so. There's there's plenty of uh, uh, pictures of your dog on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. They want to see Mr. Finch. They'll they can find him. He's the star of the show. Honestly, he's the only reason I have any sort of following. Yeah, I mean, a cute dog will do that. Yeah, he's beautiful. But t- uh, let's talk about y'all's new show, the animated one. What's it called? It's called Zoe. What is it? 
Yeah, just Zoe. We uh, we put out an episode. We wanted to. We had some fun characters, and we're like, well, well let's, let's try. Come doing on, some come animation. on. Give me, give me a whole. Yeah, give me a whole thing though. I want to hear. I want to hear the whole conception of this idea. Okay, so start from the beginning. At the in the beginning. When you were born. Oh, I was going to go further back than that. I was oh, going to okay. say everything. <laughs> the universe was initially very hot and very dense. Uh, it exploded. Yada, yada, yada. Quarantine happened ah, for COVID-19. I remember that one. And Jersey and I were like, we need more television. We need more. We've already watched all the good television. We need more television. Mm-hmm. So we turned to probably maybe the TV show with the most episodes per season ever. I'm guessing. Love Island UK. Oh, yeah, I've heard of this. It runs either, depending on the season, either six or eight weeks every summer, and they release a new episode five days a week. Oh, my God. Yeah. For the for all eight weeks? For, yeah, the whole time it's airing. So it's always at least like 45 to 60 episodes. Oh, my God. Are they like half hour, full hour? They're full hours of oh television. Oh, my God. Who has time? Like, that's... That's like more than if you're a wrestling fan. Like, yeah, that's a lot it's, of content. To it's consume. a lot of content. So, Jersey and I watched y'all get? like three seasons, maybe. Wow. We kind of we started doing less. One season we just did. Uh, they have a recap episode. That's the fifth episode every week, where they do like a recap of that week, and then they get okay, some like here's some sense. clips that didn't make the full episodes. Are so, those skippable? Can you just like like ugh, no one needs to watch that? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but do you watch them? Not usually. Oh, okay. But one season we only watched those, and then like the <laughs> finale, just to like get get the gist of it. Yeah, we're like, I don't, we don't care about any of these people that you started with. Let's just, oh, I see, blow by it. That's that's good. In season one or two, there's a there's a woman. But it's still like ten. Oh, I guess it's only like eight eight episodes, and you have to watch if you're just watching because it's just one recap a week. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, pretty much. All right, sorry. What were you saying? Uh, and then the first or second season i think it was the first there was a woman who was a contestant and her name was zoe and she had really short like slicked back bleach blonde hair and for the entire first two seasons probably i don't know if they were sponsored by a cigarette brand but the people were always smoking but this girl more than everyone else and we just gave her this really deep british accent just to make fun of her zoe i'll I mean, I have sex with everyone, and I just want to do that. I don't care about winning the money. And Jersey was like, "Yeah, we should, we should do something with that." Yeah, your your voice acting, your performance in that episode was so good. Like, I can't hold an accent for that long. You know, Thank like you. you didn't, you never broke. Very impressive. Yeah, we just Jersey set up the camera with the shotgun mic, and we just did mm-hmm. a, we just improv for like five minutes. Oh really? You just did y'all have like an outline, or were you just no? Going just off? we just n- kind of know how we present wow. her as a character. That's really funny. So do y'all y'all have more coming up? Yeah, we don't have any recorded or planned. Yeah, but you know, it's that's we awesome. Like how how'd you do the animation? Jersey just went in on like an iPad app, and she just went in and she drew the backgrounds, and then she drew the characters. She she was yeah. working on that for like. A month and a half, probably. Wow. Of just getting the backgrounds and stuff because she knew she wanted to do it. But now we're just going to do the same backgrounds and the same animations yeah. pretty much and just change up the mouths and eyes. Yeah. Does she have to do the, the mouth and eyes by hand too? Or is there like a program that does that? She drew them by hand, but now she has like wow. 
everything she wants. So now yeah, anything so she we do kind of drag forward, and drop. Yeah, it's just sort of that's cool. Wow. Yeah, I've been so interested in animation or like trying to do something in animation, but it's daunting, you know. And I'm I'm mm. like I like to doodle, but I'm just not a very good artist. Mm. I don't I don't draw very well. I get that. Or at least I don't feel like I have like a good style that would be fun because like there's like a I've been actually reading some these graphic novels nice i don't know if we talked about this i really like graphic novels like but i just don't like superheroes Mm -hmm. really so like i used to obviously but i just like i really like reading comic books but i hate reading superhero comic books which sucks because i don't know if you've been to a comic book store recently it's a lot of superhero like it superheroes dominate the the comic book shelf but i found this guy who's apparently very 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 famous for his work his independent work and also his work uh, for comic, like the superhero stuff. Like he's he's done like Batman and shit. I don't know. Hmm. His name's Jeff Lemire, I think. And so I just like picked up this book at this comic book store in Canandaigua a few weeks ago. And it was awesome. It was called The Underwater Welder. And it was just about this, this dude who dives and welds on an oil rig. And uh, it's like kind of spooky and like it's like a time thing. And it was, hmm. it was, it was just really good. And I liked it a lot. Somebody... I can't remember the guy's name. Who's the guy who made The Leftovers and he made um he made Lost with JJ? I have no idea. Ah, damn. He also did Watchmen, the new HBO Watchmen show? Mm. No. Okay. Well, he's a famous showrunner, obviously. He wrote like the introduction to this book and he was like it's like a, the best episode of Twilight Zone that I've seen in a long time or something like that. And it really was. Like that's what the book was like. Nice. So I went and picked up his previous work that I think is more famous called the Essex County Trilogy and it's three different books that he wrote about different characters in this made up town or county in Canada like that he grew up in or mm-hmm. whatever. And it was awesome. It was like it was literally like this dude wrote this thing for me. Like it was just like so my sensibilities is like what I think is fun and, and kind of you know, as a storytelling thing. Mm-hmm. Loved it. It was awesome. But the coolest thing about it is that the the art is really good and beautiful, but it's so simple. Like he's, you know, it's just lines and circles and stuff. And like, I don't know, it's, it's obviously a little bit more than that. And mm-hmm. I don't think that I could do it, but it's cool to see somebody's art style be so sort of, I don't know, rudimentary or, or you know what I mean? Yeah, Am just I simplistic. I get what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, it's really cool. And it makes it seem sort of accessible, but still, yeah, animation is so cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Y'all did that. I love that though. I thought that I thought the episode was really funny, and uh, I can't wait to see more if y'all keep making them. Yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll see how well they're received. I'm just kidding. We that's don't. Good. No one watches our yeah. channel anyway. No, I know. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, I I can't do that either. Like, whenever we're like, oh, we'll see what people think. It's like, no, no one's gonna think anything. Yeah, just do so, what you want to like, do. Yeah. And then maybe right. once people start watching. Yeah, if something takes off, that's ideal. Yeah. Hey, do y'all have uh, more? Uh, oh, you're about to you're about to transition. I was gonna, but you know, okay, you can wait. Yeah. Well, I was gonna ask if y'all have more quarantine times on the docket. Uh, Jersey really wants to do more web series stuff, yeah. but it's such an undertaking, especially with us being so just me and her. Yeah. Being responsible for every single part of it. Yeah. Why do you think it's taken me three years to make cobblestone? Oh, I just assumed <laughs> you were really bad at it. Yeah. Well, that too. <laughs> No, nah, that shit's hard. Like, it's so fucking hard. But I feel the same way that, like, once I made my first web series, I was like, oh, shit, web series are so dope. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like them so much more than short films because 
I, I just find it so much more interesting to like tell a, a longer story and to break it up like that and put it on the internet is just really fun. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, once I made my first one, I was so pumped to make another one. And then I had like, I have like four other web series ideas, but it's like cobblestone has just taken so goddamn long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, cause it's just me and Eric and mostly it's just me. And so like, it's fucking tough. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I guess my vlog is a weird web series in a way. So it's a web series, it but it's just your life instead of being made up. Yeah. It's like a variety show, you know, sort of nonfiction variety show web. Series. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, do, do the segue. Okay. Well, Hey, I really hope your, <laughs> uh, your last episode of cobblestone takes off. And Hey, speaking of takeoff, Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, Jackie Brown good. was a flight attendant. Yeah, there, she was. Were there? There were no scenes on a plane. No, no plane scenes. Yeah, not a single one. But airport scenes, airport parking lot scenes. Yeah, a couple. Yeah. What'd you think? I liked it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it was a good. Uh, what is this? This is uh Quentin Tarantino's third film, I believe. Yeah. Made this as his follow up to Pulp Fiction, and I don't know how it was regarded upon release but i can't imagine that it was great like after pulp fiction you know yeah like, people probably were like what the fuck is this movie well i read that he kind of sarcastically responded to the pulp fiction all the critics being like there's too much blood this is too bloody by making every death in this movie either from like really far away or showing no blood and just or just not showing the murder yeah yeah no, I mean this this movie is vulgar in its dialogue mm-hmm. for sure. It's very Tarantino in that aspect. But yeah, there's not much uh violence otherwise, which is kind of nice. It's kind of like a nice change of pace for him, mm-hmm. you know. It really does like I mean it it obviously is very Quentin Tarantino, but I think why it feels so unlike his other stuff is cuz he adapted it yeah. from this book. Uh which is good. Like I wish he would do that more often cuz like I feel like some of his biggest faults are that he just rips from other other movies mm. the whole time like he does that a lot and so the fact that he's just like he's got the thing and he's just like well i'll just make my thing this thing this one thing and you know take other influences from other movies and kind of shove them in mm-hmm. i thought i thought it was really good in that way but yeah i don't th- i don't think it's his best movie though by any means well, no but you know it's not a well i haven't seen all his movies so i can't say whether it's his worst movie yeah i can officially say i've seen all of his movies now because i hadn't seen jackie brown for so long I didn't really feel like I had a, you know, firm grasp on his filmography. All right, so you've seen them all. What would you say is his worst movie, in your opinion? I uh, I really don't like the Hateful Eight. Okay. Yeah, really didn't like it. I mean, it was I didn't. Meh. Yeah, I didn't care for it at all. I thought there were some really good scenes in mm-hmm. it, but and the performances are fantastic and like it's fun. I yeah, it's a good movie. I just yeah, I don't. I didn't. It was too long. Mm-hmm. It was. It was really just like he was jerking himself off the whole time. Yeah. So I didn't like that aspect of it. Uh, I really love, I think we talked about it last week. I really love Once Upon a Time in Mm -hmm. Hollywood. Like, especially, I liked it when I saw it in the theater, but then seeing it at home again, really solidified that it's like, it's a a top tier movie. Top tier Tarantino. Top tier Tarantino. What, What haven't you seen? What haven't I seen? I have not seen Reservoir Dogs. And that may be the only one now. I guess not. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, either. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh man, you got to watch Hollywood. It's really, it's really good. Um, yeah, Reservoir Dogs is great. I mean, it's it's like one of his best movies. And that was another thing that I didn't like about 
Hateful Eight mm-hmm. is that I mean it's it's not obviously, but it like almost feel feels like he was doing the same thing. Like it's just a bunch of people in a room like trying to kill each other basically, mm-hmm. and it just he did it better in Reservoir Dogs. Have you did you see uh, the his Grindhouse movie? Well, um, what was it? Death Proof? No, I never saw that either. Yeah, Death Proof always gets overlooked. It so it was in a really weird thing. I don't know the full story behind it, but I remember when it came out. I was so confused by it. So they did the Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez, who made most famously Spy Kids, the trilogy. Hell you yeah. Know, Spy Kids, yeah. One, two, and three. What about four? What about Spy Kids all the time in the world? Is that what it's called? I think so. I didn't see it. I honestly wouldn't be surprised because I'm pretty sure he did like some kids. Uh, I mean, he did Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Like, mm-hmm. like no joke. Like, he's he is not to be messed with. Yeah, no, he did. He did Spy Kids four D also, what? so he he's great. You know. Um. Anyway, he and he and Quentin are apparently good friends. So they made this this double feature together. Like that's how it was shown in theaters. Like that's how it was marketed. It was called mm-hmm. like Grindhouse, uh, which is a play on like the old Grindhouse movies of the seventies or whenever they were. So Robert Rodriguez's was called Machete, and mm-hmm. uh, I think they've made sequels too. I haven't seen Machete, but you know it's uh. I think it was Machete. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't. I honestly am not educated enough to talk about any of this. I believe Except, it was actually uh, Machete. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, I haven't seen it, so how would I know? Mm-hmm. Let me just make sure. No, I was totally off. It was not Machete at all. It was machete. called Planet Terror, uh, and it's about this girl who's got like a AK-47 as a leg. Mm. So I haven't seen it. I was. I don't know why I thought it was. Say it again. Machete. Machete. I don't know why I thought it was that. Um, but anyway, Tarantino's movie was called Death Proof. And it's actually, it's like super fun. And he shot it himself, which I really like about it. Like it's, mm-hmm. it looks super gritty. And like, it's, it's very much like he was making a real low budget movie by himself. And like, and it's, it feels like that. And it looks like that. And it's great. But it's Thanks. got, um, shit, what's it? Kurt Russell as like this stunt driver who, puts people in his stunt car and like fucking kills them and he's just like he's like a menace like he terrorizes people does he kill him by doing cool stunts that are just too cool for them to survive yeah basically he just like ramps his car into shit and like nice. he's all buckled in and okay but they're like in the passenger seat just flying around there's like one scene like that but he's crazy is the whole thing and the whole movie is just mm-hmm. him being crazy until until it's not anymore and then he like sort of gets his comeuppance. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's not, that's really not a spoiler of the movie. You should check it out. It's really fun. It does but, sound fun. Yeah, I feel like I always forget that it's a Tarantino movie, but it yeah, is. It's part of his of nine. You know, it was like the sixth one. Yeah. Yeah. So Jackie Brown, where where would you put that uh, on the list of the Tarantino films? Somewhere in the middle. Sure. Um. Yeah. I really like the reasons why I don't like it are Samuel L. Jackson's haircut and his weird Disgusting. facial hair. It's a little tiny rat tail that he grows out of his chin. Oh, my God, I hate, I hate looking it. at it. I really don't like it at all. Yeah, I feel like Pam Greer, like Jackie Brown herself, isn't as big of a part of the story as I want. I mean, like, she's the main character, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's like I wanted it to be more about her and less about some of the side characters who are fun, but, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I like Pam Greer, and I, I wanted just wanted more Jackie Brown, but she's a badass, you know? She is. Pam she's Greer, a smoke not show. just Jackie Brown. Right, right. Pam Greer yeah, in for real sure. life. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, Jackie Brown is a badass in this. 
But yeah, I like Robert De Niro is really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's great. Like when he just straight up shoots that girl mm-hmm. like twice. Like that didn't see it coming. I saw the movie before and I did not see that coming. Like I forgot about it. But that's wild. And then uh, Robert Forster is just like he's so charming and mm-hmm. sympathetic in this movie. Like I love that scene where he's talking about his hair piece. Mm-hmm. Like it's like how I just like I look in the mirror and I, it looks like me. And like I love that. Like that's so sweet. Yeah, he was really good. Their whole relationship like was just lovely. And like I love that he falls in love with her before he can even see her face. Mm-hmm. That's great. But then he doesn't go with her to Spain. And he nah, keep, what's he gonna do? Gonna keep running his bail bonds? Yeah. He said he wanted to retire. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. Bums me out. It's a real shame. It really is. But it's a sweet movie, though. And it's got some really fun scenes. The plot is kind of ridiculous, but mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. Like, oh, yeah, Michael Keaton as that FBI agent. Mm-hmm. He's great. Like, just throw Michael Keaton in random shit. Like, it makes me yeah, happy. Throw him man. anywhere. Honestly. Ah, oh, man, I love Michael Keaton. He's coming back to play Batman again. I cannot believe that. Like, excited. I mean, sort of. I'm I'm less excited about that than I am about Tobey Maguire coming back to be Spider-Man. Obviously, that's Obviously. more exciting. Well, I don't know. Is that more exciting? I think it is because, I mean, what are they going to do? Like, I, I don't I don't know. I just don't know what they're going to do with Michael Keaton's Batman. Like, he's an awesome Batman. Arguably mm-hmm. the best Batman. But... Up there. What is... I mean, what are they going to do? And he's coming back for the Flash movie? Is that right? Yeah, they're doing Flashpoint, which is a yeah. big... I don't know what that is, but... It's a very famous uh, Flash comic where he runs back in time, saves his mom, then he comes back to the present, and... and everything's fucked up? Yeah, there's an evil Batman, uh, which Michael Keaton won't be, I right. hope, but the evil Batman is actually Bruce Wayne's father, and oh, then the fun. Joker in that universe is Bruce Wayne's mom, because it was Bruce who got shot <laughs> when they came out of the opera as oh, like my a 10-year-old God. boy. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's wild. I hope that's not what they do. That sounds... I don't need any more... I don't need any more of that. It's a little bit of it, though. Maybe. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I don't know. You watched the end of Loki, right? Yeah, of course. That was that was exciting stuff. That Jonathan Majors is fantastic. Oh, my God. He's so much fun. I'm so excited to see more of him. I love him. Did you see him in The Last Black Man in San Francisco? Mm-mm. He plays... He's like the the second secondary character. I don't know what you call that. He's not the lead, but he's in a lot of the movie. Mm-hmm. And he, he's just, he's so good in it. And he plays somebody who's like, I don't know, maybe on the spectrum. Or I haven't seen the movie in a while, but like, he's got like a speech impediment or something. And he just plays it so well. And that was the first time I had seen him in anything. And it was one of those things where I really thought that they cast like a disabled person. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. It was Jonathan Majors. And he was fantastic. He's very talented. And then he's really good in Lovecraft Country, too, which I didn't finish. But. I have not watched any of that, but I have seen stuff for it. And been like, oh, it's really good and interesting. Yeah. But yeah, like it's uh, it's going to be fun with the, the multiverse being opened up. Yeah. Get Willem Dafoe back for Spider-Man. Like, that's awesome. And Alfred Molina. Like, what the fuck? You love me some Alfred Molina Doc Ock. I mean, if they're literally just making the Sinister Six with all of the villains from the previous movies, like that's the fucking coolest thing, yeah, right? right? I'm, I'm there. I'm here for it. Yeah. Oh my god. There was some for a lot of watching Jackie Brown. Like it looked really good, and there were a lot of fun shots. I really like any like tracking shot where Jackie was walking towards the camera, and they were dollying yeah. backwards. But then occasionally, I felt like there were some shots where 
it just kind of really showed the film's age oh yeah you know what i mean just where they were kind of it was a lot of time it felt like it was like a static shot where not much was happening and you could just really tell that the camera was older i guess huh what do you mean by that it just it kind of felt like when they put a film grain on a shot today to make it look like it was shot on an old camera yeah and i guess it just felt to me like some of the times for some of the shots they just weren't like interesting enough for me to not notice it huh Uh, yeah i don't know i don't know i'm not totally sure what you're talking about but there is like a thing where like you know film is so tricky to to work with Mm -hmm. like i feel like today cinematographers have it a lot easier than mm-hmm. they did back then I, which maybe is not true i'm not a cinematographer so i don't totally know and i've never shot film but um you know if you like do anything wrong like if you underexpose or overexpose something like it's gonna look off mm-hmm. you know but are you talking about like, the actual composition of the shot because there so. are a few things like there were a few split diopter shots which um that's when they have something that's like super in the foreground and something super in the background, but they're both in focus, mm. which the only way you can do is with, it's called a split diopter where they have like a lens or something on the lens that actually makes it focus on both halves, halves of the frame, uh, one really close and one really far. Mm-hmm. And they, they always look so dated. Like it's, mm. a, it's a really old filmmaking technique. And whenever somebody does it, especially if they do it like in camera, it looks fucking weird because we're, we're, we're just so conditioned to see things in like really shallow depths of field because mm-hmm. that's like what's really common now. Um, so maybe that's what you're talking it about. It might have been that. Yeah. Cause like, cause like when you have a, um, like a deep depth of field, like where, you, where a lot of stuff is in focus, that's also, uh, an older technique that like mm-hmm. was very famously perfected or like used well for the first time in Citizen Kane. So maybe that's what you're talking about, because that can look a little off. But there's some things like that that, like, as, like, a filmmaker myself, I see that, and I, I get what they're going for. But audiences see it, like, regular audiences see it and don't know, like, oh, it's a split diopter shot. That means this. Mm-hmm. And they just see, like, like oh, why the fuck does that look like it's from a TV movie from 1984, you know? Like, that does sound right. Yeah. That's interesting, yeah. though. That is uh, what you said is interesting, also. Yeah. Give you a little bit of... A little bit of filmmaking knowledge now, for you. Now I know a little bit more. Yeah. Have you ever seen Carrie? The original? The no, old one? Seen, well, I haven't seen either of them. Yeah. I haven't seen the Chloe Grace Moretz one, but yeah. there's there's a lot of split diopter shots in, in Carrie. I think it was like pretty, it became very popular after that for a little while or mm. I don't know. It's kind of neat though. Never cared for Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, I, I like her. What? But like, all I can think of that she's in was like Kick Ass, mm-hmm. and she was fun in that when she was like twelve or whatever. Yeah. What else did she? Oh, she was in. She was the sister in Five Hundred Days of Summer. Never saw that. It's fine. It's cute. Hmm. But yeah, she was like she played like the little sister. Hey, I don't. What else is she in? Let's find out. I don't. I don't mind her so much today, but I remember a couple years ago. Anytime I'd see her pop up in anything, I just kind of be like, ugh, her again. Interesting. I worry that's what's going to happen to Anya Taylor-Joy. Like, she's mm-hmm. great. I've got no issues with her. I think she's fantastic. But she's been in so much stuff, and she just like is consistently being cast and stuff every year. Mm-hmm. I wonder if like we're just going to get sick of her like we did with fucking that dude from Avatar, you know? The main guy? Yeah. I, I never noticed seeing him in anything ever again. He was in that. There was, like, a very brief moment where he was, like, 
a, 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 a superstar. Like he was, I mean, he was in Avatar and Clash of the Titans and like some other shit, like back to back to back, and then gone. Just, just no more. I don't know what happened. I don't know if he's coming back for Avatars two, three, four, and seven. I'm not sure, but let's find out. I guess. I don't really care that much, but I hope that doesn't happen to Anya Taylor Joy. I feel like it's more likely to happen to like young women actresses, you mm-hmm. know, like people just be like, oh, we're sh-. they have like one bad role and they're like, oh, she sucks or whatever. But she's been she's been crushing it, you know. She's been doing well. I yeah. liked her. Uh, I liked her SNL episode. Oh yeah, I haven't watched SNL in so long. Mm. Oh, we saw this movie. Uh, oh, were you still were you looking up Chloe Grace Moretz stats? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't find anything on her. Really, I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I did, but I didn't like notice any movies that like stuck out to me as ones where I was like, "Ugh, Chloe oh, Grace Moretz is in this." Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, moving on from that. Last night we went to go see this new movie called Pig, starring Nicolas Cage and mm-hmm. uh, one of the Naked Brothers band brothers, Alex Wolf, I believe, and it was amazing. So good. Like, I I knew nothing about this movie other than it had a pig in it. And I think that's why I was dragged to it by Mikey and her sisters, because they love (laughs) pigs or whatever. Um, I'll give you a brief synopsis. This is actually all you need to know, because I went in totally blind and it was great. But you should know this, because it is a fucking heartbreaking, traumatizing movie. Damn. um, For multiple reasons. Mm -hmm. But the the whole thing is that Nicolas Cage is this forest-dwelling truffle hunter so he and his pig Mm -hmm. go out and hunt and get truffles and then sell them at high prices or whatever but they just live in the woods together and they don't leave the woods and it's beautiful until some hooligans come and take his pig no yep that's the movie and uh it really feels like nick cage is about to do some john wick shit Mm -hmm. that's all i'm gonna say it's not it's not that though it's just it was it was really beautiful. It was such a sentimental movie, which I love so much about it. Like, like it wasn't afraid to just like really put you in a good spot, but also rip your heart out at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. it was lovely. Highly recommend. We saw it at the theater, which was my first time back to the AMC, uh, which is a beautiful theater. Love it over there, and it was just a great, a great evening out in the town. Nice. Pig, check it out. I'll see what I can do about tracking down pig. What's going on in L.A.? Can you go see movies yet? Yeah, you can see L.A.'s, but they just put a mask mandate back out uh, two nights ago, Saturday <sighs> at midnight. Wow. Uh, the mask is this because like, people aren't vaxxed, or is the the Delta variant that's yeah, sweeping just, the town? Just people aren't keeping the numbers under control. Damn, that's crazy. They're, they're this shit's never going to end. Yeah. I saw something last year that was like, we're going to be in this pandemic or feeling the effects of it until 2024 mm-hmm. and i was like that sounds insane and now i'm like okay so we're over a year in now and it doesn't look like it's getting better really <laughs> like i mean i guess it is 2024 might be a reach but 2023 yeah. for sure you know i mean the the death numbers are down significantly yeah because of the populated va- or the vaccinated population yeah well, that's good but places like arkansas where it's like oh 30 of people are vaccinated they're still just getting sick and dying. Yeah, like why can't the they place. see like, oh, the people who are vaccinated aren't getting sick? Interesting. Well, that's just proof of a conspiracy to get unvaccinated people sick. Ah, that makes sense. Can't trust anything you hear by anybody that's, ever. That's a fact. Except unless they have a YouTube channel, which case, 
they must be trusted. Yeah, and you must uh, you must go to patreon.com and support them. Yes. For no less than $2 a month. Yeah, if you can't do $2, like fuck you, you well, know. Like if, if you can't do $2 a month, keep your money, you you need it more. <laughs> yeah. That's the nice way of saying that. <laughs> what else? Did you get anything get into anything else this week? No, not really. I've been working on my cobblestone script. I'm like still trying to get that going. We we've got our first shoot day, hopefully uh in the last weekend of September. Nice. When y'all will be here. That's when we're, which we're is going that we're going over. Sort sort of unfortunate, but I'll be able to see y'all for a little while, I guess. But it's going to be a big weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we've got like we've got the reason why we have to do so much in this one weekend is because we have our like an actress's availability is kind of limited. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're gonna do our best to just shoot all of those scenes, which <laughs> is like fifteen page, maybe. Oh, fuck, it might be like sixteen pages. Yeah, it's a lot of pages. Um, so I'm getting I'm prepping for that, doing a lot of getting stuff doing a lot of producing you know well someone's got to (laughs) indeed but yeah that's about it that's been like that's honestly been my whole week and then i'm i think i'm gonna shave my mustache tomorrow oh no but the but you need it nah i don't need it so thick yeah it is like you got you got a little caterpillar just sitting there that's a big caterpillar though it's no joke but yeah it's Hmm. it's it's heavy you know i get it and I, did, I never intended to keep it forever. Honestly, yeah, it's like I got a. I'm like my my neck is getting very muscular because I'm like always having to hold my head back because yeah. the weight of the mustache just pulling my face towards the ground. Be careful the Constantly. day after you shave your mustache because you're gonna be <laughs> used to whiplash. all that weight. You're just gonna yeah. You're gonna crack something. Oh yeah, it's gonna be wild. Yeah, but yeah, that's about it. That's all that's going on with me. Next week, going to the beach. Nice. So that'll be fun. What's going on with you? Hung out with some friends this week. Played some Mario nice. Golf. Was it any good? That it's, sounds boring it's as hell. Surprisingly good. Okay. So it's it's more fun than it sounds. Sounds awful, but it does I'm sound awful. It sounds real boring. <laughs> but it's a uh, it's, it's it's a good like chilling out and relaxing and chatting game because okay. only one person needs sense. to do anything at a time. Yeah. And you can just be like, yeah, well, what's up with you? Well, everyone else that's golfs. Cool. But yeah, that's it. We watched we watched all of season two of I think you should leave. Which is nice, not yeah, hard because it's like an hour and no. a half. Yeah, really like not that. even. I don't think it's so short. Well, it might be a little under, but yeah, good week, a lot of nice. fun. Excellent. Uh, so everyone, Reese and I will probably be taking a week or two off. Reese yeah, is going sorry, to the beach. Uh, my brother's getting married, and I have to take part in that. So uh, we'll be back eventually. We'll fi- we'll figure it out. Yeah, this is not a goodbye. Just a see you later. Just a uh, hey, you owe me money. I better see you again. Yes. We'll come back strong. Season two, you know. Should I tell you what we should watch now? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What, what should we start off season two with? Yeah, I was looking I was looking for something a little fun. Just a nice. fun movie. So I think we, I should, love fun movies. we should start season two with Beetlejuice. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I'm thrilled about that. That sounds real fun. It's just a fun watch. Should be a delight. Yeah, yeah I have, I've never seen it. You've never seen Beetlejuice? If I have, it was when I was a child and I have... I remember one scene, maybe. It's got it's got young Alec Baldwin. I know. It's got Michael Keaton. It's got, it's got Keaton. Winona Ryder, right? Exactly. Yeah, you, you know. I know. I'm excited for it. I'm pumped. So it'll be fun. It's on Hulu. Yes. Excellent. Actually, no joke. We were going through Hulu yesterday, and I added it to my to my watch list because I was like, oh, I need to watch this. Nice. Well, there Isn't you that go. Funny? Two birds, yeah. one stone. Nice. Good call. All right. Yeah. Break.
All right, I guess this is a this is a wrap on season one then. <laughs> yeah, I have to I have to relabel all the episodes. No, I don't. I was just kidding. Don't change. <laughs> don't do the okay. season. Yeah, all right. <laughs> okay. Hey, go support me on uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash dashingagent. You won't regret it. And if you only have time to do one thing, go check out YouTube. Grumpy Penguin. We just put out a new thing. It's delightful. You should really watch it. Dashing Agent as well. And we'll see you all next time in a week or two or three. And we'll watch Beetlejuice. Peace.